the more I started to chip away at the things that were getting in the way of me showing up as the best, the, the most authentic version of myself, the, the more just all the other opinions of other people don't even matter anymore. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Radically Loved Radio. I wanted to create a place where people can go to to get inspired, get motivated, or find some clarity and get tools to create a radically loved life. I will do my best to provide information on a variety of subjects, including yoga, holistic health, life coaching, spirituality, meditation, and overall mindful living. Each episode will bring you some of the world's best spiritual leaders, entrepreneurs, yoga teachers, coaches, along with some of my closest friends, and we will talk about their life experiences and journeys to create something more out of their lives and how they continue to grow to make that happen. Thanks for listening. Hey everyone, 2020 is your year. Have you been dreaming of starting your own podcast? If you have, then this is the year to make it happen. Maybe it's an idea or something that you're really good at or something that you want to learn more about. Our friends Krista and Lindsay from the Almost 30 Podcast just released the new Podcast Pro program to help you launch, market, and monetize the podcast of your dreams. Krista and Lindsay started Almost 30 in their closet floor while working full-time jobs in just three years. They turned it into a top-rated podcast with millions and millions of downloads worldwide. They've created such an incredibly supportive community. And in Podcast Pro, they're sharing exactly how they did it and all the secrets they learned along the way. You can sign up now at yourpodcastpro.com to launch your dream podcast. You can also find more information by clicking the info button of this particular podcast and check out the link there. And now back to our show. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Radically Loved Radio. I am so excited to be joined by today's guest. Donnie Starkins is here today. And I met Donnie two years ago while I was on the Live Be Yoga Tour. I had to like stop. I still have a little PTSD, so I had to like give myself a minute there. <laughs> but but Donnie, uh, Donnie is in Arizona, and we we did a stop in Phoenix, right? Yeah. And we, I just remember like when we met, first of all, your dog is my soul, uh, spirit animal and is Insta famous. But when we met, I was so inspired by just your presence and your ability to hold space. We took two class with, with two classes with you. One of them was at the studio and then another we did we did two classes, right? Am I making one, it up? Yeah, one was with, we were both the, at studios. One was yeah, with the Phoenix one, Suns. One was yeah. with the Phoenix Suns, yeah. And that's where I met Earl, uh, Earl J. Watson, who's been on the podcast. And it was just, it was so incredible, your, your level of uh, groundedness and presence. And I, I love everything that you stand for. I love everything that you're doing. And I am so honored to have you on the podcast. So welcome. Well, thanks. Thanks for having me. The, uh, the honor is mutual. And yeah, it was so good to connect with you a couple of years ago. And I'm glad that we're, we're still connected. Yeah, me too. Um, 
So for the people that are listening to this podcast, can you give us just a, a little synopsis of who you are and what you do? Sure. So Donnie Starkins, based out of Phoenix, Arizona, I was actually born and raised here in Phoenix, Arizona. And today I, I teach yoga, meditation, mindfulness. I do speaking engagements and I'm a personal development coach. And I have a coaching program called The Shift, Transformation of the Mind, Body, Soul. So I do a, a little bit of everything with the foundation of personal development, personal growth, because even though I teach a lot of yoga, I believe that yoga is personal development. Oh, um, I love that. And, and that's part of what I love so much because we come from the same like idea. And I, even though some people might not agree with me, whatever, and not everybody's going to agree with you all the time, but I'm also of the mindset that yoga is self-development. And so part of what, one of the things that I wanted to talk to you about was how yoga has served that purpose for you. Like how has yoga helped evolve your life and how have you found it to be such a vital tool for your own self-development? I believe that yoga actually saved my life. Um, I first got into yoga. Actually, my mom was the one that got me into yoga, but for many years, she was trying. I come from a world of addiction. I've been sober over six years now. But when I was at my bottom, my mom was doing yoga maybe before yoga was cool. And she would was nudging me to do it all the time. And I, my response always to her was, yoga's for girls and hippies. I'm not doing that crap. Uh, and, and that's truly how I felt at the time. And that's just where I was. Meanwhile, I was dying physically, dying spiritually, stuck in a and the depths of of an addiction to to prescription pills but i finally went once and i knew i would do yoga the rest of my life just from a physical standpoint i'd had seven surgeries on my left knee so favoring my left leg everything was so out of whack right hip low back um so the reprieve i got from that first yoga class and just the stretching i, I knew i would do it forever uh little did i know what it would do for the mind and the soul and so, yeah, so I've been practicing ever since that day and glory to, to my mom for, uh, for introducing me to it. Wow. And so, and you've been very, I mean, it's a lot, it's a big part of your, your brand, so to speak, this, your, your road to recovery. And I, I love that you are always so transparent, especially on social media about like your struggles and the things that you've gone through and just your your daily practice. So can you, can you elaborate a little bit more on, on your journey there? Yeah, it today it's, it's just a duty and a responsibility to, to share this message that was so freely given to me. Um, I've always talked about it. The people around me, the closest to me always knew about my, my life in recovery, but not everybody like starting out as a new yoga teacher, not my whole yoga community knew because I was trying to build this following and wanted people to like me and wanted a lot of people in my classes and was fearful of the judgment. And my teacher and, and now friend, Sean Korn, I, I went to her yoga or off the mat into the world leadership training. Sean has her way with words and she speaks to the soul of many, um, including myself. And, and she, she, yeah. And she asked the question, how dare we not? And she said it to me, she said it once the very first time I ever met her at a Wonderless Festival many years ago. And it was, how dare I not share 
of the yoga, the teachings of yoga beyond the physical practice. I, you know, I teach some classes in Phoenix and, and Scottsdale in a more upper um, upper class area. And I know people are showing up there in their fancy cars and they look good on the outside. But I also knew that people are dying on the inside, these same people. And so how dare I not share something beyond this like physical look, the physical pretty postures, how dare I not teach to the soul? So I went to her, her a month later, she had a five-day leadership training in Minnesota. And I was just so moved by her inspiration. I felt like she was just talking to me the entire class. She said it again in this leadership training. And this time it was, how dare I not share my story? How dare I not share what was so freely given to me, this life of sobriety? And so at the end of the the leaders, the five-day leadership, you're tasked to go out into your community and create a save a project, any type of service project. So I created a, um, a monthly uh, community yoga class called Sunday Yoga Service. And at the first class, uh, I shared my story in front of everybody there. And from that day, like everything completely changed for me. Everything I was so worried about, like my, I had found my voice and my purpose all that moment I was able to just share what used to bury me in guilt and shame, but today has become my best asset. And that was like a huge spiritual awakening and moment for me to know that like, how dare I not, how dare I not share this? Yeah. Oh, that's so beautiful. And I I love that you, you spoke to a couple of different things that I want to ask you about. The first one is the the judginess, right? Like the judgment that we fear sometimes comes, especially in the uh, spiritual community, you know, like the, oh, you know, he's sober or not sober or like, what does this mean? Does this mean he's going to be judging me because I'm not sober? You know, like this whole thing when you're in a position of leadership can create uh, a, a roadblock for some some people sometimes and I, or, or vice versa, right? It's like when you're in sobriety and you see people doing something, you know, where you're like, mm, you know, like, I don't, that's not in alignment with how I live my life. Like just in general, I think that we, everybody has their own judgments. I, I guess my, my question to you is how did you, how did you move past that? And are there ever times where you feel like it's just, it's still something that you struggle with? So the, the beauty of the 12 steps and, and going through, you know, I, I'm a part of, I, I go to one AA meeting a week still. Alcohol wasn't even part of a big part of my story, but I go for the accountability to the, it's, a, it's an all men's meeting for the connection, the human connection, the accountability, and also to be of service. And I, and I do get stuff out of it also. It's not like the end all be all for me. There's other pillars like yoga, meditation, and the work of personal development. Um, so getting past it, part of it was the steps. Part of it was this work with Sean at Off the Mat Into the World, the leadership training. And a lot of it was just continuing to, to, to share a message and really my own personal development work. Because the more I started to chip away at the things that were getting in the way of me showing up as the best, the, the most authentic version of myself, 
the, the more just all the other opinions of other people don't even matter anymore. Mm-hmm. The more we start to understand mindset and mindfulness, like those are just other people's thoughts. And so if I'm giving my power away to other people because of their thoughts, I have to, I have to look at myself again and see what's going on. So I think this committed lifelong journey of personal development and it's not like it, it still doesn't come up and the shame or things of my past still don't come up, but they don't, it's not my identity. They don't keep me down as long. They're just kind of like thoughts now. Wow. Yeah. I love that. And I feel like a lot of us can relate to that. Uveda has one simple vision. They want to create a healthier and happier world using the intelligence of mother nature. Uveda believes in the ancient principles of Ayurveda and want to bring them to you in a modern and easy way. They created innovative and full support supplements that contain only the best, highest quality, organic, and wild harvested ingredients. And now they have just introduced a brand new essential oils line to go with your health journey. One of my favorite essential oils is the immunity. Aromatherapy can help boost your immune system by providing your body the strength to heal and the support it so desperately needs. The doctors over at Uveda recommend to pair the essential oil with the My Healthy Immunity Supplement Kit in order to help strengthen your immune system to the fullest. For me, it is a non-negotiable as I travel all the time and I'm trying to take care of my health. For more information, go to uveda.com and don't forget to use the promo code ROSIE to get a special discount on your next order. And now back to our show. What do you, what do you think about this idealized version that this preconceived notion that people have about yoga teachers having it all figured out and being ultra spiritual. Um, you know, I, I feel like a lot of the time, even now in, in our community, I, I always find that there's this idea of what a yoga teacher I'm doing air quotes should be, should look like, should say, um, what, how do you, what's your perception on that? So it comes back to the moment that I shared my story and that just how the evolution and, and how everything completely changed after that day. I go back to that moment and I go, go back to the person, the teacher I was before that stuck in the small self and, and the person with just the story I was telling myself was I need to be perfect. The transitions need to be fluid. The music needs to be on point all of these things. And the moment I shared that and some of the messages that I got of just a couple people that were in the class, one lady whose husband who had passed away a month before that from the, from alcoholism and just how that message and how my message was helping her heal. Like that, that one message makes all that other stuff go away. And I, I don't want to be on a pedestal. I want to be a human. I am always reminding my coaching clients or students that I am in this work with you. And it just makes it more relatable, like as a teacher to, to, to humanize and, and be one with your student, as opposed to thinking you're some, some guru. Um, That's just, it's just not, it's never been my style ever since that moment. Prior to that, for the first couple of years I was teaching, there was a lot of just ego and wanting a following and that maybe doing it for some of the wrong reasons. But Mm -hmm. once I realized like, 
yoga saved my life. So if I can teach a message to the soul in languaging that everybody can understand where it's not over your head or it feels um, dogmatic or whatever it might yeah. be that I could just teach that everybody can relate to, yeah. then that's, then, then that's, that's been my mission. What do you think makes somebody like a soulful teacher? Vulnerability, um, honesty. And I think it's, it's again, that, that vulnerability and that humility, but someone who you can tell is just channeling something. It's not scripted and mm. it's just right from the middle of the heart. Yeah. I love that. I'm, I'm going to, I'll second that. I love that because I feel like people can tell that it's just, I'll go back to what I said in the beginning of when we met and just being around you and, and taking your class, like feeling the genuineness of your presence and your teaching. It, it just felt um, extremely connected. And for me, I feel like that's part of what yoga offers us as practitioners is this deep sense of uh, groundedness in your being and who you are and your heart and your it, it allows you to to continue to pave the way for what your duty is on this planet right absolutely i mean i i, I think you nailed it <sighs> well you nailed it i just kind of repeated <laughs> what you said um what do you think is the biggest thing that holds people back from their own personal journey their I think own it's, i'll say their growth or transformation just to articulate a it. bit the very first thing that came up for me when you asked that was fearing what other people think of them and and going back to that judgment and it's it's it could be fearing of what the community what your partner or what your family thinks of you. And I think a lot of people are caught in the limitations of the mind or the, the story that they're telling themselves. And I do a lot of work in, in, in my coaching with purpose. And so many people are living somebody else's purpose. And a lot of times it's their own parents or it's what society said that needed to be in place in order for them to be happy. And so all of a sudden stepping out of that and into the truth like the fear of what other people are going to say or think is one of the biggest roadblocks. Um, it was for me and it, and it seems to come up a lot for other people also. Yeah, I would second that for sure. I, I think that it's the same, that, that fear that stops you from doing anything. Yeah. Oh, what is this person going to say? Or what's my family going to think? Or what's that student going to say? Or, you know, what it, it's, yeah, it's such a hard, hard thing. And I mean, I can't even imagine I can't even imagine now with technology in the world of social media where people can derail you off of your, your path with a simple, you know, like push of a button or comment or whatever, you know, like we give so much of our power away by what people think or their opinions. And I feel like, yeah, like yoga really allows us to feel way more connected to our highest self. Um, how do you feel about social media? Ooh, um, I have a love-hate relationship with it, like probably <laughs> a lot of people. Right. Um, I was kind of late in the game on 
building my following and um, you know, the, the stories and talking into the phone all the time. It's, it's, I get stressed out a lot from it. I get tension in my shoulders and my neck when my fat fingers can't type the right hashtag or whatever it is. These are the things, and I, and I, and I have to look at that because not a lot of, there's not a lot of things that stress me out. Traffic still messes with me a little bit and it's nothing like your guys's traffic, but it's still, it still gets to me. Um, but it, it, it does stress me out. Um, however, I also know that I have a mission to reach as many people as I can to share this message. So I do have to change my relationship with it or outsource it or pay somebody else to do it so that I can fulfill my mission to leverage technology, to reach as many people as possible to, to share this message. Yeah. So, so we share the same feeling on it. I, I feel like social media for, for me is definitely, and I've, I take breaks and I think that's, what's so helpful for me, like to be able to, you know, I haven't had the desire to check or be on social media. I go on at certain times of the day and, and then I can leave it and I don't have to, and I, my phone is in a different room. Like I, I try to carry regular work hours, like nine to five. And then after that time, my phone is in here in the office and I hang out in a different room and, and I don't see the phone again until the next day. That's, that's like typically my intention and my goal, you know, and especially when it comes to social media, I like to really limit myself because I feel like it ties into what you were saying about what other people are thinking. I mean, why are we on social media if not for caring what other people are thinking? Right. Oh my gosh. I mean, you're exactly right. couple things I wanted to say. First, I follow you and I think you would do an amazing job with what you put out there and, and just showing like who you are. So I, I really enjoy you and just want to acknowledge you for that. And I love the nine to five thing. And I think I might have to, to take that on and, and being able to, to, to self-regulate and manage. And, you know, it's funny. That's one area where sometimes I just have to be like, Donnie, dude, you need to remind yourself of the stuff you're telling your students and your, yeah. and your clients. And that, that, that is a good reminder that I am human and that I, I teach this stuff yeah. and I can still get derailed and stressed out from it. And so, um, yeah, I, I've got work to do on that for sure. Well, you know what they say is you teach mostly what you need to learn. So, you know, I, I'm right there with you. We're, we're the same. I, th- I think too, it's anytime I feel like my power has been taken or I've given my power away or it's creating like the level, like you're talking about, oh my God, it stresses me out or my nag. And I'm just like, oh, like I get it. I totally get it. And anytime I've felt that much charge, I stop right away and I'm like, wait, hold on. Who's in charge here? I'm the boss. Like I'm the boss. I get to be the boss. I get to turn this, this little technology box off. It doesn't control me. I get to decide it's my time. Like it's so, it's so interesting to me when I, when I think about this phone and how incredible it's been in creating a device for us to connect to people all over the world and to communicate with our loved ones and to check how to spell something or look up a recipe or 
take pictures, you know, do all these things. But this device that was created to to make more connection, I feel like is taking us away from making more connection in a sense, you know, like I go to the gym and nobody like back, back in the day, I think we're about the same age, but it's like, you know, do you remember when we had like Walkmans, you know, oh, yeah. CD, you know, like you could use that. I would, I would take my walk for those of you listening. I know there's a lot of millennials listening to this. They're like, what is she talking about? there used to be this device called a Walkman. And for me, even I'm like, there used to be cassettes. I was of the age of the CDs. So I apologize for, you know, like that's, that's like Tori's age, you know? Um, but the CDs and you would just like play your music and it would just, you know, play whatever 13 songs and you, you know, take it with you and you're walking or doing something. And now it's like, I'm listening to my, I'm listening to a podcast. I'm sending a text message. I'm checking the weather. I'm, I'm looking at my calendar. I'm, you know, I'm responding to text messages. You know, all of these different things are happening simultaneously. And meanwhile, I'm walking and I'm taking this beautiful walk around our block and I'm not paying attention to anything that's happening, you know, and I come back and I'm just like, wow, that felt so unsatisfying. Because usually I like to be able to go out and do something outdoors uh, for, for, you know, like I take breaks throughout the day, every 90 minutes, I go out and I just do a walk around the block just to, you know, be outside and not just be stuck in my office. Um, so anyway, I don't know why it was so long winded. I just had to make that point. I guess the point was, I wanted to just get your opinion on this idea of, of connection or being able to get outside of your norm to maybe create something new. Yeah, no, you made a lot of good points about the, the technology and the phone, how it is supposed to be connecting us, but is actually disconnecting us. And I know they have the biggest companies in the world hiring the smartest people in the world to create these algorithms to capture our attention. And this is kind of a cool thing for people like you and me, because we are we are teaching this, we are teaching mindfulness, you know, keeping our attention, keeping our focus, ignoring distractions, being able to pause and do these things. And this issue or this disconnection we're talking about isn't going anywhere because we weren't brought up with, with these smartphones, but, you know, everybody under us was pretty much. So there's a big disconnection and, it's concerning, but it's also inspiring. And it does light a fire under me to like, you know, get off of my butt and start doing more. And it makes, you know, it gives me purpose in a sense, but we like you sharing it and the fact that we teach this, but yet we're still getting sucked down this oh, rabbit yeah. hole. So I'm like, wow, if I'm, if we're doing some of this work, but still getting caught up in it, what about the people that don't have the ability yeah. to, to, to find their attention or find any focus. Yeah. Well, those people can go on your website and sign up for your coaching course and then they can learn all the goods. Yeah, um, or, or yours. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. So for the people that are uh, listening to this or watching this um, and they're curious about what you're talking about and maybe they want to continue to dive deeper into their practice or they're newly uh, 
they've newly uh, they're they're newbies in the world of recovery what sort of tools can you give them to continue to encourage them on their journey um i would give them the tool of their breath first which they already have actually but no i mean meditation you know that is the easiest thing and you know i have a coaching program and in the coaching program i actually offer uh the muse meditation headband which gives you the biofeedback on your your brain's activity. That is part of what I give, but it's just interesting that, and I also do a, have a 90-day workbook in my coaching program that has journaling done for you, prompted questions every day for 90 days. But typically, these are like the two things that people still resist. And it's like the two tangible things within the program, other than the coaching calls that we do. And it's, the, it's what I see, it's like the two things that people still want to not fully say yes to and it's just interesting so i would say journaling and meditation are the easy free tools that you can use um and there's you know hundreds of apps now meditation apps but yeah. um to answer your question and then in, in the recovery world um there has to be a an, a willingness a willingness like if you are struggling with an addiction, whether it's a substance or it's sex or, or shopping, whatever it is, um, the, the ability to surrender. So first being willing to go any lengths to, to get sober or to get free of whatever your addiction is. I like to use that acronym of how, honesty, open-mindedness and willingness. Get honest, get honest with yourself first and then get honest with your coach or your sponsor or whoever you're working with be open-minded to taking suggestions um, and then be, be willing, willing to go to any lengths. I use the equation willingness equals freedom. If I am willing to go to any lengths, I can be as free as I want to be. The moment I start to do things half-ass or I start to um, go through the motions or somebody, a sponsee or someone I'm working with and they're, they're calling me again, I'm like, oh, I'm, you know, watching TV or whatever I'm doing, like they're, they're in, they're interfering with my day right. and then i'll just say like dude donnie how free do you want to be yeah and it's that pattern interrupt that might bring me back to my bottom for just a moment and and i'll just remember like i want to be free i want to be free and it's contingent that freedom and that sobriety is contingent on your spiritual condition or your willingness to stay in the work oh, that is so deep <laughs> like we just went there. Donnie, you just got in the zone. This is what I'm saying, you guys. For the people that are watching this on YouTube or listening on whatever platform there, I always say iTunes, guys. So I'm sorry if you're listening to this on Spotify. I don't mean to neglect. I know some of you have had issues with me not talking about Spotify. So wherever you're listening to this on, um, if, if they want to co connect with you, where can they go for more information? So my website has everything, and that's just my name, DonnieStarkins.com. It's Donnie, D-O-N-N-Y-S-T-A-R-K-I-N-S.com. On my website has every event coming up, any, any retreats. My next retreat is in Sedona, Arizona at Enchantment. It's a retreat called Love Yourself that I do every year. Um, my coaching program's on, on there underneath the shift uh, menu, and it breaks down everything. Anybody could go on and apply for a 45 minute free coaching call and I will call, we will set up a call directly 
and just talk about like what what is going on where are you stuck where are you wanting to level up like whatever it is for you it doesn't have to be just sobriety it could be anything in life yeah awesome so for for those of you listening all of those links will be in the info button so if you go to the info button or if you're watching this on youtube you can just go into the info section and all of the links that donnie just mentioned will be there so you can connect with him there he's also very active on social media so follow him there as well um so i have one final question for you and it pertains to why I created this podcast. And it was because I believe that we are all radically loved by God, source, whatever higher power of your understanding. It's this idea that we, uh, we are all connected and we are all supported, that the universe works for us and not against us. And so the final question to you is, how do you feel radically loved? How do I feel radically loved? Well, when you when you started to describe that really what came up for me was this idea of self-love so we can only love as far as we're willing to love ourselves and when we can do that and we can truly love us our flawed works in progress that we are we will then not have to look outside of ourselves to try to fill a void that we can't fill ourselves so loving ourselves is where it all starts. And I think the moment that, you know, we can truly do that, then love comes pouring into our lives. So having an open heart, not blocking your heart from, or not allowing you to see the love that's all around you. So I think the process of love starts within. Radically loved is just unconditional, right? I think about my, my dogs and the way my dogs show up for me with, unconditional love always present not judging me just being there all the time and the compassion and, and um love that they pour into my life is just um it's, it's radical Hi, thank you so much thank you for showing up fully and wholeheartedly and totally as yourself Thank you for having me and I love everything that you're doing. So um, look forward to, to more connections in the future. Me too. Thanks everyone. Oh my goodness. Skinny Dip Almonds has a new dark plus sea salt. Honey, can you see? Hey guys. <laughs> uh, Skinny Dip Almonds, you know the drill. They're amazing. They have brand new flavors that you must try. There is a new skinny dipped lemon bliss, which tastes like, what was that? Do you remember those cookies? Lemon, what were they called? Here's Tori. Hey guys. They were what? Do you remember those lemon cream cookies? What were they lemon called? Lemon cream cookies, yeah. Uh, anyway, they're delicious. We have had such a great response for those of you that have been listening to the podcast that have tried the skinny dipped almonds or have gone to any one of my retreats or events and have had 
the pleasure of trying these delicious treats. They are non-GMO, they have less sugar, and they are really a guiltless treat. So head over to skinnydipped.com or you can click the link on the info button of this particular podcast. And don't forget to use the code ROSIE15 to get your discount. Again, head to skinnydip.com and enter the code ROSIE15, R-O-S-I-E, one five to get your skinny dipped almonds. And if you know the cookie that I'm talking about, please uh, send us a message and let us know. (laughs) Hey everyone, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I am so excited to continue to do this. Please share this with your friends. Email us, message us on Instagram at Rosie Acosta or on Twitter at Rosie Acosta. Subscribe on iTunes, write a review. We love doing this, so please help us continue to keep this podcast going. Thanks for listening.